Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov, all of you, listeners of this great station, a station that beams only Divrei Torah, Divrei Musar, Divrei Halacha, Divrei Orerut, and religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about parasha we read yesterday, Parashat Lech Lecha. It says in Pirkei Avot, Asara Nisyonot, Nitnasa Abraham Avinu Alav Shalom. Means that Abraham Avinu was given ten different trials by Akadosh Baruch Hu, and he passed all the tests with flying colors. He passed every single test successfully. Now, eight of those tests are in Parashat Lech Lecha. Two of them and in the next parasha, which is Parashat Vayera. Many of us are familiar with a few of them. Well, the, mo- the most famous one, obviously, is the Akedah. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded Abraham Avinu to take his son, his only son, Yitzhak Avinu, to bring him as a korban for Hashem. We all know what happened at the end. Hashem told him not to go through with the uh, the slaughter, and now I know that really you have your Shemaim, you have the fear of God. We're familiar with that. Many of us are familiar with the uh, Urkasdim. What does that mean, Urkasdim? Well, as you know, Nimrod was a very mighty king, and Nimrod was uh, advancing and advocating. Uh, and Abraham Avinu was going around telling him, Abudazara is not there with There's only one God. Only a Kadosh Baruch in the world. How could you just sit and bow down to a piece of wood? So Nimrod uh, heard about that, so he brought him in. He says to Abraham, you know, I, I'm, I'm God myself, I'm God. What are you going to have telling people, you know, this, uh, your God? So Abba was very, 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 very smart, very ingenious. He told him, look, you say your God? Okay, very, very simple. Today the sun came, it rose from the east and it set in the west. If you can prove to me tomorrow morning that the sun will rise from the west, and set in the east, then you're God. Obviously, this is something that he couldn't do. So, but he realized how smart he is. So he ordered him to be thrown into the furnace. But of course, Akadosh Baruch Hu helped him, and nothing happened. Now, by the way, this uh, Nisayon of Urkazdim is not listed as part of the ten. Nisyonot by the Rambam. Perhaps because a Nisayon is when Hashem gives specific commandment do this or do that. And Urkazdim was not a commandment from Hashem. It was from his own conviction, Abraham Avinu. At any rate, many, uh, many Nisyonot Trials are listed in this parasha. And the very first one is Lech Lecha 
מארצך, או ממולדתך, או מבית אביך. השם אסטרלין, אברהם אבינו, עליו השלום, Go out from your, from where you're living right now. Go to a place where I'm going to tell you. Now, remember, we're talking about Haran, the city of Haran. And he was going to where? To Erez Kenan. Now, from Haran to Erez Kenan, many people think, well, it's, it's a few miles away, you know. It's not. It's quite far. Haran is somewhere in Turkey. And it's Canaan, that's Israel. We're talking about a few hundred miles. We, in those days, there was no cars, no planes, no trucks. You had to go on a camel. That's a very long trek. Believe me, it is. But besides that, Abraham, he was 75 years old. He was in his hometown with his own family, with... Uh, 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 his own business, his own friends. It's well settled. At 75, say, go ahead, go away from here, go someplace, someplace else, with a new culture, new language, new everything. That's not easy. That's pretty tough. But Abraham Avinu did not utter a word. He followed. He followed the command of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he went there. And there are many others. Uh, like, for example, when he came, Hashem tells him, go to the Erez Kenan, he goes there, and there's a famine there. <laughs> he could have complained. Hashem, you tell him to come here, look, I have none to eat. Then he goes to Egypt. What happens? They take his wife away. They take his wife, his wife away. It's another Nisayun. And so on and so forth. Now, I have two questions regarding this Nisyonot. One, why Akadosh Baruch Hu is testing Avraham Avinu altogether? Hashem knows everything. Hashem knows whether he's going to be successful or not. He knows what the outcome will be. What's the idea behind the Nisyon? You know, in the prayer, Vaybarech David, which we have every day in Shahrit, it says, Atahu ha'elokim, asher b'charta be'avram ha'kadosh baruchu, you chose Abram, v'hoseta oto mi'ur kazdim, right? V'samta shimu'avra, took him from the ur kazdim that we mentioned before. V'hoseta Then he called him Abraham. And then at the end it says, et First he chose him. And then he found out later on that Abraham Avinu was extremely faithful to Hashem. Hashem does not have to know. Uh, he, he, he doesn't have to test him. He knows what the outcome will be. First he chose him. And then he found out. Not that he... tested him first and then chose him it's the other way around so why do we need why why test altogether secondly and this is an important thing here why 10 trials why not two three why so many 
What, what, what? I mean, two or three is not enough? It has to be ten of them? Let me first tackle the first question. The first question, okay, pretty simple like this. First of all, we have to understand what the concept of Nisayon is. Many people think, ah, you're testing him. Well, you know, it's not like you're testing your son, you're asking your son, I mean, I want to test my son if he's going to obey me. I'm going to tell him, okay, you know what? I want you to go to the, uh, the drugstore and, and then fill this prescription and bring it to me. I'm going to test him if he's going to do it or not. That's not what Nisayon is. And Nisayon is when you have a choice between doing something which is irrational, something which does not make sense. Either that or follow the command of Hashem that says, do it anyway. For example, the Akedah. That's something irrational. Who wants to take his son and slaughter him as a sacrifice? Doesn't make sense, right? But Hashem said so. They have a choice. Do something that doesn't make sense, obey Hashem. That's an Isayon. Avraham Avinu, he obeyed Hashem. Go away from your land, from your from your land. Go to somewhere way out there in the boondocks four or five hundred miles away. Okay? That doesn't make any sense. Why should I do that? I'm well settled over here. Yeah, but Hashem said so. He chose what Hashem said. That's considered, that's a nisayon. These nisayonot were not made to prove to Hashem what Abraham is. That's not it. It was to prove to the world, for the world to see and learn a lesson from him. Hashem wants to prove to everybody that despite the great pressure, the great strain, that he had as a result of his tests. Abraham Avinu did not flinch an eye. He went straight to it. No fear, no hesitation. Like a malach. No questions asked. That's the lesson for posterity. This is a lesson for all generations to follow the same path. That is, to obey Hashem without question. That's why he was, Akadosh uh, who was testing Abraham Avinu for us to know, for the world to know at the time. Now, the second question, very interesting. Why 10? Why so many? Well, listen carefully. Let me give you an example. An example from Itziat Mitzrayim. Itziat Mitzrayim, Akadosh Baruch Hu brought Ten makot, ten plagues on Paro and Egypt. The plagues were in such a way that each one, each one plague was for one week. Then there was three weeks of rest. Then again, another week, another plague. Three weeks of rest and so on. Now, why didn't Hashem, instead of having just one week, why didn't Hashem bring not ten, but one. Not for one week, for two months. Obviously, <laughs> two months, they will not be able to withstand that kind of a Makkah. 
and they'll give in. Okay? Paro will buckle, he'll collapse, and he'll surrender. For example, take let's say Barad. We're talking about that, about uh, frozen ice mixed with fire. That's already a miracle within a miracle, fire and ice together. No one can go out. It's impossible. No one can go by food or by drink. How long can, could the people in Messiah, how long could they subsist? Obviously, they will give in. So why didn't Hashem give only one? And ultimately he's going to surrender. The idea is we have to know what the purpose of these makot are. The purpose was twofold. One, to show Paro that Kadushwaru is the most powerful being in the world. And also to convince the Bnei Israel that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is omnipotent, his power is huge, he can do anything. Now, in order to prove or convince especially the Bnei Israel, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show them that he has control over every aspect of the world. Not only Barad, Hashem can control the rivers, puts blood in the river. Hashem can control the frogs. Hashem can control the lice, kinim, insects. Hashem can control all the animals. You can tell them leave, come back, whatever. Control sickness in man. Atmosphere, he can control the atmosphere with the barad, with the hoshech, with the locusts, he can control everything. And finally, he can control also life and death with makar bechorot. Hashem wanted to show the Bnei Israel that he can control everything, every aspect in the world. So perhaps we could say the same thing here. Hashem wanted to show the world that Abraham Avinu can withstand any test regardless of where it is. Whether it is to tell his son, get out of my house, like he did with Ishmael, or take his son to slaughter, or go away from one place to another. All, it, all these tests Go fight, go fight war with mighty kings. Hashem wanted to prove the world that Abraham Avinu can win any test from any different aspect that you take it. And that's the lesson we should learn. You should know we also are tested. We're being tested every day. Whether you like it or not, we're being tested. You get up in the morning, it's raining outside, it's cold, maybe snowing, who knows. Well, I got a test here. Should I pray home? Should I go to shul? I do that. What should I do? Huh? You go away on vacation to Thailand. You say to yourself, oh, hmm, very tough. 
You go for three weeks. There's no kashrut involved there. What do I do now? You live on, on fruits and vegetables. No problem. There are people who are vegan and they live on fruits and vegetables all their life. And they're healthy. Probably healthier than the others. So we're being tested. Shabbat, kashrut, holidays, tefillin, tarat, mishpaha, everything is a test. We are the product of Abraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu can successfully pass the test that we have to make the greatest effort to pass all these tests. We have to follow his path. And this is very important. Now, there's all the things that we can learn. In fact, the whole Sefer Bereshit is made there so that we can learn from the behavior of, of Abraham Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, Ishaq Avinu. We learn from their behavior. There's another thing here which perhaps was bothering you. Uh, I know some people raised the question. There was a problem between the shepherds of Lot and the shepherds of Abraham. As you know, Abraham, you know, after the, uh, uh, the case of uh, uh, his wife being taken away, he got a lot of gifts, a lot of cattle, and Bakar, uh, Hamorim, Son, Abadim, all kinds of things. Lot also. Because he was with Abraham, Avinu, Lot also got a lot of things. So what happened? The land that they had was too small for all the cattle that they had. For not enough grazing land. So Lot's shepherds, they would go to different lands. Lands that they didn't own. And they would take their cattle and graze over there. So the shepherds of Abraham were reprimanding them. You can't do that. So guess it. You're stealing. And this, what was their answer? Oh, nah, we have a good reason for stealing. Why? So because Akadosh Baruch Hu promised Abraham Avinu the whole land of Eretz Israel, Eretz Canaan. And he has no one to inherit him except Lot. So it belongs to Lot. And therefore we can, we can go and graze the land in, 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 from other people. Ridiculous. The Torah specifically states right after that, At that time, the land belonged to the Canaanites. It belonged to them. False reasoning. What does Abraham say to Lot? He parted Nami Alai. Stay away from me. That's it. You go eat, you go uh, right, I go left. You go left, I go right. That's what he said. Let's separate. Now, some people say, well, what's the idea of separation? Why doesn't Abraham sit with Lot? You know, talk to him. Hey, maybe we, we can arrange something here. You know, after all, you're my nephew. I've protected you many times. Let's, let's, let's talk it over. He didn't say that. Abraham Avinu said, He parted Nami Alai. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Now, this is a lesson 
that we should learn from Avraham Avinu. And let me tell you why. I don't know if you heard of a great Talmudic scholar and philosopher too, Rabbi Yosef Albo, Alba Shalom, who lived in, in Spain around uh, almost 600 years ago. And this man, this sage, was a gifted speaker. He was traveling from city to city to encourage all the Jews to adhere faithfully to the Torah. As you know, that was the Inquisition time. Uh, uh, the, the Christians were forcing the Jews to become uh, goyim. And he was trying to encourage them to keep their faith. Also, he was one of the few rabbis that were summoned to disputation. You know what disputation means? It means they take, um, I know, hundreds of, I know, archbishops and cardinals and what have you, and they take a few rabbis, and they have to defend their religion against the king and the archbishop and the cardinals and mashimam, all those that shine there. They have to prove that our religion is the right one. And they did. And they did very, very, very well, as a matter of fact. Okay. So, they successfully proved that the Torah is the truth. Moshe Rabbeinu is the true Navi Hashem. Now, all other religions are based on falsehoods and innuendos. Now, this Rabbi Albo wrote a book called Sefer Ha'ikarim, where he lists certain fundamental principles of our religion. He also mentions something about when you're supposed to be mochiyah someone. Obviously, it says in the Torah, someone does something wrong, you go, you ask, you talk to him. But he says like this, there are two cases where stay away from them. One, he doesn't want to hear. He says, I'm right. You tell him, you're in Shabbat, no, no, I'm doing the right thing. Still, and there's nothing to talk about. Second is, okay, you say I sinned, I sinned, but I have a good reason for it. I have a reason for it. Happens to be a false reason, but <laughs> to him it's a reason. Okay? That's what happened over here. That's why Abraham Avinu told him he parted Nami Alai. Because, hey, Gezel, Ah, Gazelle, I have a good reason. It's mine. It's not his. It's mine. When he tried to say, oh, I sinned, but I have a good reason for sinning, that doesn't make any sense here. I have Gazelle, but you know what? Hey, this land's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be the land of Lot in the future. Who now? It doesn't belong to him. Something like that, then there's no no reason to keep up, no reason. So here we're learning two lessons from, at least it's two lessons from Parashat Lechadim. Many many other things, of course, but we don't have time to tackle every single one of them. 
And first of all, we followed the path of Abraham Avinu. We took the path of successfully going through the tests. We have to do the same thing. We have to follow him. He went through 10 trials. Not easy ones. Not like the ones we have all the time. Some, some of our trials are hard, some are not. But we have to follow Abraham, Avinu, Abba Shalom. Always go to the path of the Torah, the path of the mitzvot. And Be'ezat Hashem, we do that. Please remember that this is a, a very, very uh, well, uh, well run, well accepted, and well applauded uh, uh, station, and we should try to help and contribute as much as we can. And also, if you have any simha, please contact SLC. They have it. Beautifully renovated social hall, I'm sure we can accommodate you.